Welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Hey guys. Let's get the housekeeping out of the way real quick. BG Mania and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of this podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us. If you aren't familiar with that opening track there, that means you haven't played Breath of the Wild yet. <laughs> because that was... Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Cass's theme. And uh, this entire episode we're doing today is focusing on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We mentioned that last week. Uh, it's the final episode that we're doing in our look at every Zelda game that's been released so far to date, uh, except for some of the smaller spinoff games like Link's Crossbow Training and that kind of stuff. But... Um, yeah, no, this is the last mainline Zelda game that we have to do. And we have 16 tracks planned for today's episode. And it's the first time we actually each had a hand in picking the track list. So as I mentioned, the way we did this for this episode, and this is how we'll do things going forward for games for episodes where we focus on one game. Uh, we Frank submitted a list of 20 to me, and I compared it to a list of 20 that I had. Anything that we crossed over on was the reason we did 20 is because I knew there would be no way we crossed over on the full 16. Anything that we crossed over on was guaranteed to make the playlist. Anything that we didn't, we would be each be able to pick from depending on how many were left over. So we funny enough, we crossed over on six tracks, which meant that we had 10 left. So there's six that we crossed over from five from me and five from Frank's list. So that's how we're going to do this list going forward. So that way it, it gives me a personal connection to some of these tracks, but it also gives you a personal connection to some of these tracks as well. So that way, you know, you, you actually had a hand in this instead of just sitting by and listening to what I chose for these episodes. So I think that's kind of a, a, a much cooler idea. Um, so we started off with something that we crossed over on. We started off with Cass's theme, which I, I do think is one of the more iconic character themes in The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, just because it's something that you're constantly going to hear with, you know, he's always standing around. He's always playing his accordion and he's a great character, dude. I really like Cass as a character. He was a great addition and he's seven foot tall and you can't teach that. Oh, wait, different cast. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 it's so sad that I knew you're going to do that joke before we even started. Like, it's so sad that I knew you would do that. Actually, while downloading the tracks last night, I said, man, I can't wait for Frank's big calf joke tomorrow. I said that to myself out loud. <laughs> Yo, Brian, that's a little condescending. OK, uh, you know, all I know is wrestling. I know, but I just I knew you were going to do it. I really did. 
Um, I do want to get a couple of the details on Breath of the Wild out of the way real quick, though. So it released on March 3rd, 2017 on both Nintendo Switch as a launch title and the Wii U, which is where it originally started development. And it was composed by three individuals, Manaki Katayoka, who is responsible for Wii Fit, uh, Animal Crossing City Folk and New Leaf, Spirit Tracks and Smash Brothers Wii U besides Breath of the Wild. Uh, Yasuaki Awada, who is responsible for, besides Breath of the Wild, Super Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 8, and Deluxe, and ARMS. And then Hajime Wakai, who is responsible, he's the, the oldest gentleman who worked on uh, Breath of the Wild, and he's been at Nintendo the longest. He started back in like 96 or 97, but uh, he's responsible for the Pikmin series, Wind Waker, Nintendogs, and Skyward Sword. So it was composed by three individuals. Just like last time, I do have it to where I was able to find individual composers for all of these tracks. So Cass's theme was done by Yasuaki Iwata. Uh, but yeah, no, so obviously we started out with with Cass's theme, which is a which is a selection that we chose to make together. So now we are going to kick it over to Frank for his first selection from his leftovers. What are you going to what are you going to play for us today? What are you going to play? You know, I, I want to pick something a little little funky for you, a little, little crazy. OK, and this one has a bit of a little bit of a techno feel to it, if you will. This is the Akala Ancient Laboratory. The Akala Ancient Laboratory, uh, located on the eastern tip of Akala. Yeah, I was gonna say that's where you're like conducting a lot of the reefs, but don't you? That's the one on top of the hill. But is, don't you start out by the one down by like the uh, Lantano Village? By yeah, Pura? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a different one. This is the one where uh, there's a robot named Cherry. That's where you get like the uh, the ancient armor, where you trade in uh, like the parts and stuff for the ancient armor. That's right. That's right. It's been a while. I need to get back to it. Uh, funny enough. The week this episode that was planned to post, I actually found my copy of Breath of the Wild underneath the rug. So <laughs> listen, to, listen to Max Level for that complete fun little story. Well, uh, if there's anyone who doesn't understand, um, this is where you craft your ancient gear. Ancient arrows are what you really need to fight the Guardians. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, they can be killed by normal means. Master Sword definitely helps out, but ancient arrow will really seal the deal. I used to use the... Um the two-handed massive ancient sword and just go in spin attack and just like literally let it attack that way and then finish it off with the master sword is usually what I used to do. I never really used ancient arrows too much. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I definitely, I probably made it a little bit harder for myself by doing that, but uh, I, I just, I, I really liked how in, in this game, you obviously could 
swap weapons so freely and you know pick up everything was pretty much you could pick it up and that's what i really liked about this to where you know oh wow this is a sword that you know it has a little bit higher damage than what i'm using i could drop this one pick this one up and you had so many different slots that you could have items like you had yeah there was like eight swords or eight weapons you could have equipped at one time or something like that including like eight swords eight bows like there was so many like you had so much freedom to rotate weapons and do different things it was really cool i really like the concept um, Breath of the Wild was a fantastic Zelda game. I mean, I gave it a 10 over at LevelDownGames.com. I, I mean, it, was, it it is definitely a 10 out of the 10 game. Most people gave it a 10. And, I would uh, give it an 11. Yeah, yeah, well... I would, I would let it break the scale. I think it was that good. No, it, it, I, I don't think I would let it break the scale, but I definitely, I definitely think that uh, th- this should be... A, a somewhat standard for the Legend of Zelda moving forward. I do think they need to stick to this type of concept, but at the same time, the one thing I think they need to do is have more dungeons. Like, they need to not have so many, and we've talked about this before, they need to not have so many shrines, and they need to have more dungeons. Like, they need... they need, the, the, the amount of gameplay was still all there. Like, the amount of gameplay you would have got in a traditional Legend of Zelda game with, you know, 7 to 10 traditional dungeons was still all there spread out across 120 shrines and 4 traditional dungeons. So you had your 4 traditional dungeons, which were the Divine Beasts, and then you had your 120 shrines, which were basically, like, portions of traditional dungeons placed in random spots on the map. Not random, but different spots on the map. Um, if you combined all those together, you would have the traditional amount of content you would expect from a Zelda game. So I do think that they should scale back on some of the shrines if they do shrines again in the future or something similar and at least combine it to maybe have three or four more traditional dungeons on top of the four that they already had but still have some mini experiences throughout the world as well i think that would be a better balance instead of just having four i don't know i felt i felt that it was definitely lacking in the dungeon department it was that lacking in dungeons had plenty of dragons though plenty of dragons plenty of dragons uh, okay. Four, full four dragons, but yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah which which were uh, sometimes a challenge to take down and get their scales. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely had to, you know, you utilize some some tricky things, and, to, and you needed those scales to upgrade your armor and stuff. So yes, you had to get them. But okay, let's go ahead and move in to my first selection. On oh, uh, Akala Ancient Laboratory was composed by Hajime Wakai. So, yeah, which uh, <laughs> unfortunately is the only track that we have that he was responsible for. So Hajime Wakai, uh, he, he was definitely not the main composer of the three. Um, Manaki, Katayoki, and Yas- Yasuaki Iwata were the two main composers. Hajime Wakai, he did a handful of tracks for, for Breath of the Wild, but he definitely didn't do nearly as much as the other two. But yeah, in this episode, the Akala Ancient Laboratory is the only track that we have that was composed by him completely solely. So getting that out of the way, let's go ahead and move into my next pick. It's the day version from Rito Village.
And that was the day version from Rito Village from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, composed by Yasuaki Iwata. Um, now, the the strings that you're hearing there, whether that's a, a Spanish guitar, whether that's a mandolin, or whether that's just a regular acoustic guitar, I have no idea. But uh, individual credits. So on strings, we have the Kochiri Murayu strings, which I'm assuming is a group. So if it is a, a different type of, of, of instrument, uh, it, it could be something with, with that group. But there was a credit that I found for the acoustic and the gut guitar, which was credited to Tomoki Ihara. So that could be who we're hearing there on that track. I'm not sure, but I really do enjoy that track. I like it a lot just because of how it sounds. And like I said, to me, it almost sounded like a Spanish guitar. But when you when you asked me, are you like, are you sure it's not the mandolin? I was like, well, then actually, now you said I have no idea. (laughs) But um, again, I don't know. I just really like the way that that track sounds and Rito Village besides Zoro Village like besides the Zoro Domain um, I, I really think I, I enjoyed Rito Village the best out of all of the actual towns that you could experience in Breath of the Wild there was something about that town the way that obviously you know built on the mountain and so many different levels and ways you climb up these stairs and have, like all the houses were just off to the side of the stairs overlooking the mountain uh, I, I was really impressed with the Rito Village dude I actually thought it was really cool you know, I, actually, I preferred the Gorons this time around. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm all about the fire. Okay. No, yeah, the Goron Village uh, kind of annoyed me a little bit. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the Goron Village this time around. Um, I said the way they. T- I like the way they talk to me, brother. Not <laughs> sure. No, I don't know, man. There was just something about the Grand Village that annoyed me a little bit. Uh, the Zora Domain is definitely the most beautiful. I think. Uh, obviously, it usually is. But there was something about the uh, the Rito village that just it's it, it struck it stuck with me, dude. And I don't know. It was really, really cool. Uh, I, I think that, you know, some of the some of the best characters were Ritos in the game. And you had the awesome, you know, flight training, too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, OK, let's go ahead and move in to another track that we both picked. I'm going to let you intro this one. All right. I think we both agreed this is probably one of the most awesome tracks on the whole soundtrack. Mm -hmm. This, my friends, is the Talos Battle. Rocking track was the Talos Battle. Yeah. Waka Waka Waka. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, composed by Manaka Katuoka. Was that one was done by? Yes, it was. It was. It was. But uh, no, dude. What's What's awesome about the, the the Stone Talos Battle or the Talos Stone Battle or just Talos Battle, whatever you want to call it? Um, that's like one of the first things you're gonna 
get to when you're actually like starting out and exploring because the first time you actually encounter a talus is in the, in the the sanctuary of where you start like just outside of that little lake there at the beginning you can go into that little meadow which seems really peaceful and a talus will just spring up out of the ground because it looks like just a rock sticking up out of the grass. And you, yeah, get exactly. clo- you get close to it and it grows into this big monstrosity. Um, much like a Frank, it grows into this big monstrosity. And uh, <laughs> what's this fat jokes on audio podcast? You got to stop, Brian. <laughs> oh, but they're fun. Uh, no, but it, it, it just wakes up. Um, and it, it, like, like I made a joke to you that, that you I think you would make a great talus just because, you know, they sleep probably you know, 99% of the time and only wake up when someone comes near them and then they go right back to sleep. I wish I had that luxury. <laughs> uh, great freaking piece of music, though, dude. Manaka, Manaka Katuoka did a great thing there. I, I just, I don't know, dude. I, I like the underlying melody on there, too. Like, bum, 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 bum. It reminds me of something. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's, it's 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 very sprightly. Like no, no, it, it reminds me of something we've heard like in a previous Zelda game. I can't actually, I can't pick it. Like I can't figure out where we've heard that before. I'm sure know. it'll come to us. I'm sure it'll come to us. We're smart. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm looking to see because on on the website where we use for our crediting, uh, vgmdb.net, I'm looking to see if if it if there's anything that tells me, um, Talus battle. Yeah, nothing, dude. It's just so weird. Like I said, it just sounds so similar to something that I've heard before. If you know what it is, reach out to me. Let me know because I am racking my brain and I can't figure out where I've heard that melody before. But I know I have somewhere. I just don't know where, but I've heard it somewhere. But it's crazy. Okay, let's go ahead and kick it to my next selection from my personal five that I had to pick from. Uh, this one I, I think is a very beautiful track. This one is Prince Sidon's theme. That was Prince Sidon's theme from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, composed by Yasuaki Iwata. I really, really, really like this character. I really, first of all, like I said, that theme, uh, Iwata did such a beautiful composition with that. I really like that one. Um, it, I was torn between two tracks. I either wanted to do Prince Sidon's theme 
or I wanted to do his sister's theme, Mifa, because Mifa is a character that I personally fell in love with while playing Breath of the Wild. In fact, I kind of wanted Link and Mifa to be together as opposed to Link and Zelda. Me too. It's just a tragic ending for that one. It really was. Like, I don't know. There was something about it that just... Because you meet Mifa when she's, like, when you're both technically just children, so to speak. And it feels like, you know, there's like this child childhood love. You know what I mean? Like, before you even know what love is, and you're just kids, and you're sitting on the Divine Beast, and you're talking to one another. And, you know, the Zora, they, they age differently than we do, and then humans do, or... Link or whatever race he is. Sometimes he's an elf. I don't know. But he's uh, Hylian. He's Hylian. Yeah. But uh, they 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 age differently because Prince Sidon, when you meet him in game, he's over a hundred years old. So, <laughs> but when you meet Mifa, she she's just a child, and this was a hundred years ago, back when Link was still just a child himself. Um, you know, back before before Link was put into stasis and before he lost to Ganon. In order to in, put into stasis, obviously, to to eventually save Hyrule 100 years later. So there was something about Mifa, something about the, the backstory that you're told there, something about the memories that you can find regarding her. I fell in love with her character. I, wa- I, I was torn between her, her theme and Sidon's theme. Her theme was a lot slower, kind of more boring, though, but it's more emotional. So I went with the, the more beautiful one in, in Prince Sidon's theme because I thought it would make a better track for the episode. But really, this is all about Mifa because I I freaking love her, and and I hope I really really hope that we haven't seen the end of her because I I do I do think that her character, um, is tragic. Dude, she made the armor specifically for Link. She was in love with Link, and and it, it <laughs> clearly made that it, they, they clearly made that known. And like even even the king, you know, like uh, King King Dorifon, you know, Sidon and Mifa's father, he's basically telling you like how much you meant to his daughter and all that. Like it just. It it, 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 it it tug at my heartstrings, obviously, and, and, it, and it made me sad. And obviously, I fell in love with that character. And that's that was my favorite storyline of the entire game. So I don't know. Hopefully she comes back for the next one. I, I really do hope so. I, I really, really do hope so. Uh, I, I don't know if she is. I'm assuming she's in the Champions Valid DLC. Uh, I don't know because I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Because, again, I just mentioned I lost my copy of Breath of the Wild two weeks after the Champions Ballad DLC came out. Uh, I, I told the story in the, at the beginning of the Maxwell podcast, but just a like a Cliff Notes version. Somehow it got underneath my TV stand underneath the carpet and the TV stand is solid. Like it sits flat. There's no like nothing where anything can get underneath it. So it's crazy how that cartridge ended up underneath the TV stand underneath the carpet. And it's still fine. I, I, it just makes no sense. I don't know. It's really, really magic. weird. Magic. I know it's like it just teleported there. Exactly. But all right, dude, what are you going to select next for us? I am going to give you the most Metal Gearish uh, event in this game. Very stealthy. Okay. This is the Yiga clan base. Thank you. 
the Yiga clan base uh, I really like this area like I said very Metal Gear with the fact that it's, it's all a stealth mission uh, the unique thing with the Yiga clan uh, stealth mission was they can be distracted by if you remember Bananas. bananas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude bananas uh, composed by Manaka Katuoka who did that one so but uh, no dude it was really cool um, it kind of it, it, it wasn't easy. I, I, I was going to say, I, I don't want to say it was easy, but I don't want to say it was overly challenging either because it wasn't hard. But there were certain aspects that definitely made you think and a, a few a few error, a few rounds of trial and error, like, you know, figuring out, oh, I can burn this flag and get through the wall and there's a whole nother area back here. Like to, otherwise, you're trying to just sneak around and you're realizing that it's impossible. So pretty freaking cool how how they did that. Uh, it, it was a fun area that that culminated in a and a decent boss fight there in the back too. I don't know, it wasn't a yeah. Ch- it was decent. But uh, let me tell you, uh, from there going on forward, I had tons of bananas to cook in all my uh, my meals. Yeah, you can get so many bananas in there, dude, and it's crazy because I mean you could just cook bananas in general as they are, and they'll they'll, they'll restore a couple hearts just for that. And, you know, if you throw in, I think you could throw in up to five ingredients at a time if I remember correctly, but you could throw in five bananas and, and get a decent dish that will restore some hearts. Or mixing and matching bananas actually go really well with other other ingredients to where you can make like you know haste potions or a, a bunch of different stuff. So it was really cool. That was a pretty cool aspect of this game in general. Was the, I agree. the whole cra- the whole, whole food crafting system, and once Agreed. you got really good at it, you're 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 the best. Yeah, because you could create. I mean, even if you didn't have the right armor to like go up into the snowy areas or like the desert, you could craft food that would make you pretty much immune to the cold or the heat. To where you could just wear what you wanted, and as long as you're eating the right food, and you you, you had like a, a timer that just literally made you invincible to certain elements. It was really weird. Exactly. Food that would give you double attack or double defense. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't even need like it was. That's why it was crazy to invest in um, hearts after a certain point, because once you once you could make the food that would give you enough hearts to max out your hearts with the food, you only needed to take your hearts up to a certain level. The rest of the points should have been spent in stamina. So that way you could climb more or parasail more or whatever. So like I have my stamina maxed. My hearts are not maxed because I use food that increases the hearts up to max. Exactly. You actually get temporary hearts, which bring all the way to max. It's yeah. So there's cool. no there's no reason to invest in the hearts because it's it's smarter to invest in the stamina. So that way you're climbing and being able to do a lot more and fight more because obviously everything is stamina based. So I don't know. Dude. It was such a cool idea. Like I said, Breath of the Wild, I, I feel like is revolutionary in terms of games and obviously in terms of of everything, dude. It, like I said, this this has to be the standard moving forward for Zelda. I, I just want more dungeons. I just want more traditional Zelda alongside the revolutionary stuff. I don't know. That's just how I feel. But uh, I, I think we should go to another track that we picked together. And the third track that we agreed on, you know, Concurrently, this list obviously appeared in both of our lists. So again, from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, this one is Rivali's theme.
And that was Ruvali's theme from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And that one was composed by Soshi Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> that, oh. was my, that was my joke. Uh, no, uh, Soshi Abi, which is the only track we have composed by them on this episode. So pretty cool. Um, but no, obviously, you, you Andrew Lloyd Webber, I, I had made a statement to Frank while we were listening to that. Uh, the very first time I ever heard Ruvali's theme in, in the game, I immediately thought of Angel of Music from Phantom of the Opera. And there's, you know, one point about 48, 49 seconds into Rivali's theme. It gets into that melody. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. And that's Angel exact, yeah. Music. Yeah. yeah, it's, so, yeah. it's yeah, the exact I, same I, melody I, I, I from... No, I had to show it to you, but yeah, I, mean, we, we, I, I had to, I had to, I had to do a side by side comparison to show you as we after we listen to Rivali's theme. But, um, but now that I've showed you that comparison, it's so easy to tell. Like it's, I, I, I don't think that it was done on purpose, but I do think that it's, it, it's, it's, it's a cool coincidence. I think it's, it's just like our uh, Amiga episode. Just lots of cool coincidences. <laughs> Those were not coincidences, but uh, but I do think that um, I mean it's that's a melody that a lot of people know. So I mean, borrowing from it or u- utilizing it for one portion of your song, I, I think would be okay. So I, I like the callbacks to it. If it, if it obviously is a callback to that uh, beautiful piece of music from both Phantom of the Opera and Breath of the Wild, uh, Rivali's theme is, is one of my favorite themes in the game, but uh, obviously I like the slower stuff. So um, at night, dark and came. <laughs> yep. Calamity Ganon pretty much. But uh, yeah, dude. Uh, so that was another one that we agreed on. We have three more of those this episode. Three more that we agreed on. I don't like agreeing with you, Brian. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Maverick. I'm gonna go Rogue right now. I'm gonna pick one of my own. Yeah, do it. Okay. This is the Valrudania Shrine B. Enjoy, Jinkly. the Varudania Shrine B. Uh, that is one of the four major dungeons, if you will, in the game. Yeah. One of the traditional, uh, traditional Zelda-esque yes. dungeons. Yep. Unfortunately, there weren't more. And that was composed by Yasuwaki Iwata. 
Yes, Mr. Awada did this. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the Goron beast? Uh, I think so. Yes. I think so, yeah. But I'm not 100% sure, um, but, I, but I do think so. Yeah, uh, this is one of my favorite ones, too, because... They, they aren't really named appropriately for... Like the the races that they represent, (laughs) they do have just obviously random divine beast like names. Like I I have a track later from Va Naboris, and I mean, I couldn't tell you probably which one that is because I don't remember. So Bella Morgulus, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I love anything like this. uh, The whole it's also where I'm looking for here. Yeah, it's a very, very much Egyptian, very, very, you know, you get this like which, Arabian Nights, like desert type feel to it, which you would think would fit more with the Gerudo beast, who was an actual mm-hmm. camel, you know, which it's more, but. which may have, you know, no, I take that back. The elephant one was my favorite divine beast. Oh. Which was the Zoro, Zora, Zora one, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. yeah, those dungeons were really fun. I definitely liked how the different mechanics in them. Like I said earlier, I really just wish that there were more traditional dungeons because the, those are that's the type of gameplay experience that I really enjoyed in Breath of the Wild. Like I liked the shrines, as I said, and obviously this is shrine music, and I, I did like the shrines, but. I just felt like I, I wish there would have been less shrines and some of those shrines would have been yeah, joined together into more traditional dungeons. I don't know. But no, cool piece of music. I really like it. As you said, it's definitely uh, definitely has that Egyptian feel to it, that Arabian Nights feel to it. Um, very cool. Very cool. One thing I talk about all the time, though, when we're doing these episodes or when we're talking on Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday, uh, I enjoy town building mechanics. So Breath of the Wild actually had... I I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, Breath of the Wild (laughs) actually had a town that you were in direct control of in order to build it up. Now, you didn't have to build this town up. This is a optional thing to do in the game. You could have completely skipped over the entire quest line. But if you did follow this quest line, it was really, really cool. And, And we'll talk about that quest line after we listen to the track. So again, from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, this is Terrytown.
was Terrytown from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, composed by Yasuaki Iwata. Now, as I was saying, Terrytown is this really cool little side thing that you can do in Breath of the Wild because it's optional. And it starts out with one of the carpenters that's working on Link's house in... Um, that was the... Oh, God. It's not Hiteno, is it? It's not... No, 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 no. It's not Hiteno. I believe... And it's not... No, it is. I think is it, it is Hiteno. Because uh, it's we not... Have, we, have, we, have, we have the house on the hill. Yeah, because you have the house on the hill behind the behind the statue that resets your stamina and, like, your your heart. It's, it's right there next to that. Or, you know, just across the river. So it's right by that. Um, but, yeah, so, so it is Hiteno. Um, and... One of the carpenters will go off and he's like, you know, I want to form my own town. And eventually you you meet him when you progress further into uh, whatever zone that is actually in. And he starts talking to you about needing all of these helpers and villagers to build up this town. And like, I need a shop and I want to sell armor and I want to sell potions or whatever. And I need more help. And, and he, he has me out there clearing the forest for for wood for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was super cool. It was a really fun quest line that, that spanned once it started, it spanned pretty much the majority of the game because a lot of the people that you needed to recruit, you wouldn't meet up with until much later in the game. And it was actually a bit of like, you know, investigative skills needed or puzzle solving because you had to figure out which villager he was actually referring to because he would like he wouldn't know the names of the villagers. He would only know certain things about them. Yes. And you would have to go and find out who he was actually talking about, who he wanted in his town. Uh, eventually, this this ended up with him wanting to get married and you like did this marriage quest line and it was super freaking cool. Um, and, and I specifically like Terrytown because I'm a huge fan of Terrytown, New York, which is Sleepy Hollow. So, yes. yeah, you know, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of that town. Jessica and I went there for vacation. Uh, I, I want to say it was 2013 or 2014. I think it may have been 2013. It's been a while I, since we've been there. I think, I, th I think I think it was 14 because I was here and you didn't come and visit. And I was like, well, you're a jerk. OK, were you in were you still in Colorado in 13? Yeah. OK, then it was 2014 because I couldn't remember if it was the first year we moved here, or if it was the next year. So it, it must have been 2014. But yeah, I, I remember talking to you. And uh, we, we were going to make some plans and, and we actually even drove on to, uh, you know, we drove, drove into Manhattan and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, we just never, never... But you, you you avoided the island of long as you should have. Yeah, the island needs to just float away into the middle of the ocean, pretty much. I would be perfectly fine with that. If we, were, <laughs> if, if, if we became if we became our own state, our own island, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Right, right. But no, I really like it. And it's funny because Terrytown, like I mentioned, being in New York and in being the legendary city of Sleepy Hollow from Washington Irving, uh, that music is very sleepy. And the music is very, you know, very somber and, and very quiet. And I like it. And I, I, I have to want I'm assuming that was done intentionally as a as a, a reference to Sleepy Hollow and Terrytown in New York. But it would oh, make dude. sense. Yeah, we'd only hope. Yeah. Super cool, though. I really enjoy that mechanic and I really enjoy that tune. So uh, but we got something that we both picked up next, right? I, there's no way we could have not picked the song. No. I mean, this this one was like, I'm sure he's picking it. Like, this, this is a lock. But uh, it's my honor to present to you Hyrule Castle.
and that was the Hyrule Castle. And who composed that one? That one was done by Manaka Katuoka. Katuoka. Is, is this mostly Awada and Katuoka doing the whole uh, soundtrack? Yes. Yeah. Awada and Katuoka did uh, probably 85 to 90 percent of the Breath okay. of the Wild soundtrack. Soshi Abi contributed a few things, as did uh, Hajime Wakai. But th- those two obviously nowhere near the amount of credits that Katuoka and Awada have on the soundtrack. Um, the reason that I personally had Hyrule Castle on my list, and I'm assuming why you crossed over, one of the very few times we hear the traditional Zelda fanfare music in the Breath of the Wild soundtrack. True. Yeah. Um, on top of that, man, you don't even really get to Hyrule Castle so the, towards, pretty much towards the end of the game. But it's crazy because you could go straight there if you wanted to. You would do terrible, yeah. though. You could. Although I think uh, I think some people have managed to uh, to beat it by just running straight there. Obviously, you know the the pros at Dark Souls and Bloodborne that can get through without getting hit. Uh, I'm sure it did just fine against Calamity Ganon with no gear and no weapons on Link. But they, they, they did it with a Guitar Hero controller. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But uh, no, dude, it's really cool because w- one thing that when I first picked up. Breath of the Wild and Jessica and I was listening to the soundtrack in the car because the the copy that I got, I you know, I, I you could see the box that I got back there. I got the collector's edition for Breath of the Wild, which came with the soundtrack and the carrying case for the switch and uh, the, the, the awesome master sword. Uh, statue. Yeah. Well, I didn't get the statue. I got the, the statue. I, no, no, no. I got the version right up the, the version before that one. The statue one was like 200 bucks. Or something yeah, like I that. know. Uh, I actually drove with a buddy all the way to Brooklyn to pick up a copy of that because uh, his friend uh, bought two, one for him, one for himself. And he, he was like, we're, we're doing this road trip now. Well, because you just bought the standard, right? You just bought the regular copy. Of course, yeah. yeah. I was, I, well, I, I, I decided to pay. I think it was like I think it was 80 or 90 bucks to get the the version with the carrying case and the soundtrack. I, and, I, do, I do like the carrying case and everything. Like, yeah, I kind of I kind of wish I got that. Yeah, that's, um, the, that's the carrying case we still use to this day for the switch. So. But no, like when we were listening to the soundtrack, I just was I was taken aback by how different the Breath of the Wild soundtrack was from all of the other Zelda soundtracks, because you don't have the traditional Zelda music anywhere. But what's funny, certain tracks, if you speed them up to like two times the speed or better yet, three times the speed, you can actually hear the traditional Zelda tunes like you can hear like the Temple of Time tune or the traditional town tune or the Hyrule Field tune or you know whatever like there are certain tracks in the game where if you sped up to two or three times the speed sound like they're right from Ocarina of Time so it's basically like the Ocarina of Time tracks slowed down significantly and the the instrumented out awesomely yeah yeah Um, I gotta tell you, just you know, just sidetrack. Just just seeing Hyrule Castle and seeing the Temple of Time in this game, though, mm-hmm. like it definitely took me back. Like I, I no, felt like it was a little kid very again. cool. I, I, I felt like a kid, but I was like, oh my god, I'm in the te- I'm in the Temple of Time. It's it's in ruin, but I'm in the Temple of Time. Right. It's just unfortunate that um you know there there really isn't a whole lot to do at the Temple of Time in Breath of the Wild. So yeah, but it's still cool to see it, and obviously there is a couple cool cutscenes that take place there. So um okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and move into another one of my picks then. And obviously, you know, I I talked a little bit about how there's some town building mechanics in Breath of the Wild. But what's nice about Breath of the Wild is that there's also a lot of mini games. So I wanted to pick a tune from one of the mini games, and it happens to be one of my favorite. No, not the flight training one. Really? Yeah, not the flight training one, actually. 
Um, I think that was actually on your list, but I don't think you. I don't think that made the, the short list of the five that you're that you that you're doing. True. Yeah, it was on my initial list. Yeah. If, if it was on my list, then it would have been a crossover track, dude. I, I, I would have thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually decided to go with the Parasail minigame. That was the Parasail minigame from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, composed by Manaka Katsuoka. Um, obviously, parasailing is one of the things you can partake in in Breath of the Wild. Just jump off a high cliff or a high mountain or a high place and parasail down. And it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And it's cool because that this tune chips in every time that you're doing it. Um, you know, some of the other minigames you can do, there's snowboarding. Um, there was the one that we mentioned before we got into this, the flight training. So now, am I crazy? Did you get like a Mario Galaxy feel off this? Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah. OK, so okay, so it was just me. All right. Cause... No, 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 for sure. No, definitely, you know, strong Galaxy vibes with this track. But uh, it, 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 I think it's because it's very like it's a very joyful track. It's very upbeat. It's very fun. Uh, it's definitely not a traditional Brian pick for something. I, I, I do more towards go more towards the somber and emotional. Um, it was more I was of a you say, pick. I was gonna say, I was gonna say it's definitely more of a Frank pick. Here. Yeah, it was definitely more of a you pick. But uh, I, I, well, I enjoyed I, this track. I, I, so. I picked a somber and emotional one from my actual, actual next song. Okay, what do you got? This is the Master Koga Battle.
that was the Master Koga battle. I'm I'm a little disappointed in you, dude. You said that was gonna be an emotional track, and I I I cut myself off early so that way we'd get some to some emotional music, and it wasn't at all. That's about as that's that's, that's about as emotional as I get. You know, it I, was I'm composed. As... It was composed by Manaka Katsuoka, though. <laughs> I'm about, I'm about as deep as a nice little puddle. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I picked I picked the song because it had a very Streets of Rage, Double Dragon kind of feel to it. It, 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 it even the noises in the background, you hear like it, it sounded like you're playing like a, a beat 'em up. It did. It thousand percent did. And this was a fun uh, battle as well. It was a short battle, right? Because because I'm the best. I'm number one. But uh, <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. I was the reason I was given. Oh, okay. It was definitely a fun battle, though. Like, I, I thought it was, you know, it was definitely a cool part to the game. And the track itself, as you said, I mean, it definitely harkens back to Streets of Rage and, and the old school beat-em-ups. So I like what uh, I like what Manaka Katsuoka was able to do with this track. And I don't know, dude, it, it's 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 not emotional, first of all, but it, it's a fun track. So I don't know. Don't you worry. My, my next track tippity top of, the, of all the tracks the best track you're ever gonna hear uh i don't think so actually i don't think so all right man let's move into our next track that we kind of both picked together because it was a crossover track and i i feel like i'm glad this one actually made the list today i'm glad that we actually crossed over on this because it's an awesome piece of music so again from the legend of zelda breath of the wild this is the korok forest <laughs> was the Korok Forest from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, composed by Yasuwaki Iwata. I really, really like that track. Obviously, Korok Forest is a fun area in Breath of the Wild as it is, but what I really like about that one is, you know, the, the track itself is about seven minutes long, but we, we only played a small snippet of it before we started talking again. But if you actually listen to the music, but you know, behind our our, our 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 talking, or if you go look this track up on your own, um, it's the same thing over and over and over again. After like every minute and a half, minute and forty five seconds, it goes on a loop. But they change the instrumentation, and it's it's a little bit different each time. And I actually really like that. And every now and then, there'll be like something thrown in that's totally different. So it's like, bump, bump. yeah, it's like it's not 
it's it, it is a loop, but at the same time, they're just they're making it slightly different each time or every second time or whatever. It, I don't know. I, I thought it was actually pretty neat. Um, but, but you had said that, you know, interestingly enough, maybe it was like every time you went into the Korok forest with, you know, more seeds or more. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly what constitutes the change. I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. That's one of the great mysteries of Zelda. Maybe, maybe. Did or, you? Or if you, or if you, or, or if you do know, just kind of let us know. Kind of drop it in a comment. You, you did find it. all the Korok seeds, though, did you not? I did, and you know what I got for it? A golden turd. <laughs> a golden turd. Yeah, yeah. I did which not find all which nine hundred. Which, which does make an appearance in WarioWare Gold. Little does fun it? fact. Nice. There you nice. Go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did not find all. I think it was 900, right? I did not find all 900 Korok seeds. Uh, I probably and never I, will. And I did it without a god. No, you didn't. That's a lie. Yeah, that's a total lie. There's no way. Uh, now now it's possible because they in the DLC, the expansion pass, they did add a, ma- a mask, which you can wear, which will pretty much point you in the direction of nearby Korok seeds. So that way, that you know, would have been nice. Yeah, it's way easier. So you actually don't need a guide now. But back then when you did it, because I know you did it um, within yeah, a few, the, a few yeah, like a few weeks before, after the game came out, after you had finished the main story, I know you went out and, you know, hunted those down and that mask wasn't in there yet. So but nonetheless, fun track. Very cool. Also, fun fact, Coolio is a collector of snow domes. How does that oh, relate? To, how does that relate to Korok seeds? I have no idea. OK. Anyway, are the official rapper of uh, the Vidun games? Sure. Sure, he is for now. And he's and he's collected all the Korok seeds. Sounds like he's collected all the snow globes. Snow globes, Korok seeds, arrests for possessing illegal weapons. You know, <laughs> he, he, he's got them all. He does it all. Uh, for my last pick up my own, I'm going with probably the best battle in the whole game. Is not opinion. not best battle music though. No, 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 no. Did not say that. Best battle. Sure, I agree with that. This is the Calamity Ganon Phase 1.
and that was the Calamity Ganon Phase 1 battle. I loved this battle. This was uh, composed by Mr. Iwata. It was. It actually was, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I figured I had a 50-50 shot going into yeah, that. No, yeah, no, Yasuaki Iwata is, is the one that composed that, yep. I have all the respect in the world for anybody who could rush straight and do this battle, because... It was difficult, and I was I was the tippity top. I was using the best gear that I could after like eighty hours into the game. I had the master shield, you know, or no the the high the the Hyrulean shield. I, I don't, wasn't called the master shield, but uh, no, the, the, the Hyrulean shield. Yeah, yeah, the master sword. Yeah, you have the master sword. You have the Hyrulean shield. Um, literally, you know, every single thing that you could possibly use against him, and I still struggled, dude. I still had a hard time with this battle. Um. I think I, I think I struggled more with phase two, though. I of think, course. yeah, I, I definitely think phase two was a lot harder for me. And what's funny is I actually I had a Calamity Ganon piece of music on my list and we submitted the 20 tracks to one another. But mine was Calamity Ganon phase two, which I do still think to this to right now. I think that's a better version. I, I, I do think phase two is, is a much better track. We'll play them both. No, we're not playing them both. I actually scratched when I, I was going to keep Calamity again in phase two on the playlist. Had you scratched Calamity again in phase one? But because you put phase one on yours, I submit. I, I think I replaced it with. I, I don't remember the Parasol minigame. I actually think is what I replaced it with. So uh, I, I didn't want to have, you know, back to back Calamity again in phase one, phase two on, on the show. So um, but we're, no, on it, last, we're not on the last track, are we? I have one more and then we have we have a combined. Oh, you have one more. I have one more and then we have a combined. Yeah. But, All right, Brian, what do you but, got for me? What, 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 do you, what do you have that can tintillate me? Tintillate me. I, I don't even have a word there. I made a word up. Tintillate. <laughs> yeah, tintillate. <laughs> right, Tantalize. Well, I'm going to go to, <laughs> since we've only played one track from A Divine Beast, and that's definitely, I think, um, my favorite gameplay in Breath of the Wild because it is so much the traditional Zelda that I like, and I, I keep saying that this episode, but I really do like that. So I want to play a track that plays during one of the Divine Beasts. Now, you played one earlier from a shrine in the Divine Beast. This actually just plays while you're actually in the Divine Beast. So this track is Divine Beast Va Naboris.
And that was the Divine Beast Vana Boris from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, composed by Yasuaki Iwata. And we actually did look up the Divine Beasts while we were listening to that track. Um, so we found out that Vamado Va is the bird. Uh, Vadna Boris, who is the track that we just heard, that's the camel. So that that's the one that you hear in the in the desert, which is cool. Uh, Varudania is the one that we heard earlier. That's the, the one that you picked from the Shrine B uh, up in the Goron area. And then Varuta is the elephant. And that is the the uh, the Ruto one. So I actually we obviously when we were talking earlier, I knew that the uh, the elephant was the Ruto one, but uh, I, I had just thought that uh, that one was Vanda Boris, but I was wrong. So Vanda Boris is the camel. Uh, so that made uh, that, that actually that, that, that was is, a, that was a super super fun. Uh, it was in general. It, it was <laughs> fun, but that, obviously the, the elephant that, was the my the, favorite. So that was the one that had the. I remember the the camel had the hanging um, treasure chest that you, you could if you screwed up you couldn't get it you know like, right 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 yeah yeah and it definitely um, I I think the reason that I like the elephant one so much like I said I actually thought that uh, Von de Boris was the elephant but uh, I was wrong um, I because I, I like the mechanics with the trunk and how you could control the yes. the the layers and the levels and all that kind of stuff and you know you can access different areas by climbing up the trunk or putting the trunk lower. I actually thought that was really intuitive and really really cool. Um, but as we talked about earlier when when we listened to the uh, Varudania track and how you'd mentioned that that one should have it's you know you got that Arabian Nights Egyptian feel. I get the same feeling with this one here, the Vanda Boris one, but that's because it actually is in the desert. Yeah, so, it, you know, Gerudo it's the Gerudo one. Yeah, so it definitely makes sense. Uh, but very fun track. Very, very cool. As you said, all like I said, all the Divine Beasts are really cool. Really, really fun to do. Um, yeah, no, very cool. Very cool. It would have it been cool if they all formed together like the Megazord and uh, Power Rangers, but, you know. Created an one ultimate giant dungeon at the end of the game or like a bonus dungeon that you could do. Yes. That would have been neat. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't do something like that just because they do like to, you know, to throw in little things like that after the fact. But, um, yeah, that'd have been super cool. Like, you know, just one of those dungeons that's just meant to be challenging or, you know, meant to be, hey, you know, you're done with the game, but why not give this a shot type of a thing? So. Hey, I'm down for more dungeons no matter what. Me too. You can throw me a challenge. You can throw me a challenge dungeon every now and then. Yeah, me too. Wow, last track. Last track, dude, and it's we're closing out just like we started out at the uh, at the beginning of the episode with one that we picked with Cass's theme. We're closing out with one that we picked as well, right? Absolutely. Um, I think you and I agree. This probably is the best song on the whole soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's this this track is so good, dude. Well, for 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 me, it's not the absolute best song on the soundtrack, but uh, we, we we can't play the epilogue again. We played it on a no, previous episode. yeah, we we did play the epilogue music, which I know you did have on your short list that you wanted to do, but I wouldn't let you because we did it I in the. I always uh... always try to sneak something in there just so you know. <laughs> it's what it's what I do. Yeah, we we played the epilogue music for Breath of the Wild during our best of 2017 episode at the end of last year, so um, we we can't do that one here. I know, but so this this is a great track. Um, there, there's there's four different versions of this song. What is the song? You didn't uh, intro it. I'm gonna get there. I'm building okay. to it. It's, okay. it's cool. It's cool. Uh, for when, when you battle the aspects of Ganon. Yeah, uh, in the Divine Beasts. Uh, Divine Beasts. Uh, this one it just happens to be the Thunderblight version. Da, so da, taking da, us da, out. Da, 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 da. Taking us out. This is the Thunderblight Ganon theme. Thunder. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I hate ACDC, so I'm not going to sing along. Really? 
I do. I just, you know that. Jessica would I be so like... disappointed. She loves ACDC. It's one of her favorite bands. <laughs> I, just, I, I have told Jessica to her face that I hate ACDC. I think you did, yeah. We actually I, dro- absolutely, I absolutely did. <laughs> yeah, we, we drove to uh, Boston to see them at um, Gillette Stadium. So, If I drove to Boston, it would be to destroy Boston because <laughs> I hate Boston. But no, this music obviously is really cool. Uh, great. Like I said, when we played Calamity Ganon Phase 1 earlier, uh, I definitely think that Thunderblight Ganon is the best battle music in, in Breath of the Wild. Uh, it, it's a great track. Uh, it's composed by Yasuaki Iwata. So the last four tracks we did were all composed by Yasuaki Iwata. He's a friggin' tour de force. He's a genius. Yep. Yeah, he's great. So I, I'm very excited to see what he does in the future, just because obviously, like I said, he's the guy that's behind Mario Kart 8 and, you know, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and ARMS. So he's like he, he's not relatively new to Nintendo, but he is definitely one of the main composers for a lot of Nintendo's newer games. So I, I'm definitely excited to see what he gets his hands on next and, and hear how great that soundtrack ends up being as well. But yeah, we're going to close out with uh, Thunderblight Ganon. Make sure you stick around. It's not a very long track, but make sure you stick around because... I think it's like two and a half minutes, uh, but the entire thing is great. Definitely worth listening to the whole thing. But dude, that's it, dude. We're closing the chapter on the second series that we started when we kicked off with BG Mania. This is not goodbye because there will be more Zelda games, but this, we are closing the chapter right. for now. Right. No, 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 no. But, but, but no, uh, I, 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 we're putting a bookmark in this. In it's this, not even it's not even goodbye for long because I'm sure we'll be picking more tracks from Zelda games. By like, the, by like the next two or three months for themed episodes and radio hours. But uh, it, it's just crazy that we're, you know, we've already capped off with um, the Mario series because we finished off with Mario Odyssey last month. And, and now we're closing out with Breath of the Wild for Legend of Zelda. All we have left to close out is Final Fantasy with Final Fantasy 15, which happens to be this month as well. And after that, we're going to a totally different style of doing it. So we're not going to be really, you know, focusing on series is so much that way we can spread it out and get more of a variety because it's kind of it is really crazy to think about but like every other episode for bg mania has either been a mario focused episode a zelda focused episode a final fantasy focused episode or something like that so i mean i I definitely want to spread it out more and and get more variety in the show get more variety in in, and just a week on a week-to-week basis i mean obviously you know we are going to do animal crossing we are going to do all those games because we've talked about hundreds of thousands of times on the show but it may not be in successive, you know, like one week after the next, like we were doing with Mario, Zelda and Final Fantasy. So um, I definitely think we need to spread it out a bit more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's going to bring us to the close of this episode. Unless you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we get on out of here today. You know, I do. Please, 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 please send us some suggestions and some, some tracks. We have a special episode coming up in November. November 22nd. It's going to be an all user submitted episode is our thank you to the fans because we're thankful for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please, please, please send them to us. I beg you. We have not gotten one yet. Can you imagine if we get to like beginning of November? We haven't gotten a single one. We got to scrap that episode, dude. <laughs> I'm about to start asking family members and friends to send in requests. Yeah, pretty much. Like if we don't if we get to the if we get to the beginning of November, because I mean, obviously we're now in August. So we have you know August, what? September and October. No matter what. My sister is going to have a track on that episode. I, I, I think we talk about her enough on, uh, on a lot of other podcasts. That's that fine. That's fine. That's fine. She, she's she's, she's going to get a spot. That's fine. But guys, no. I, 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 want you, I want you to top my sister. That's fine. Yeah, it's probably not hard to do. Um, you really better watch yourself. I don't want to that one. <laughs> I'm, the, I, I'm the only one who gets a trash talker. Uh, nah. 
Uh, but no, like it's it's just I I think it'd be crazy like if we get through because we now we're down to three months August September October obviously we started talking about this we we're at the end of Ju- or right beginning of July so we had to have four months we're down to three months uh, which is still plenty of time I mean obviously I'm, I'm I'm not upset that we haven't gotten anything yet but uh, I I do think we'll get a couple things to come through and uh, it'll just it would just be funny if um, if we made it the entire time up to beginning of November when we, when we planned on starting to record this with with nothing. So if it gets to that point, you will definitely reach out to personal family and friends and and, and still try to put together an episode. But uh, maybe we'll kind of rework the episode if we don't get enough fan submissions as well. You know what I mean? Because we could still do a thankful episode, but we could rework it. I swear to God, guys, I will play Nickelback if you do not send me a... Look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. How did eyes get so red? You're not gonna finish the hell it? is on Brian's head? Uh, <laughs> a, stupid, a stupid bandana, that's the answer to that question. No, actually, I'm not wearing one right now. Brian, you just blew the illusion. What's wrong with you? Get <laughs> the, the user illusion. Yeah, user illusion part two. But uh, all right, man, well, that's going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Remember to submit tracks, ideas and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at leveldowngames.com, especially for that thankful episode later this November. Regardless of where you're enjoying this content, be sure to show your support by leaving a review. And if you aren't already subscribed to us on YouTube, you can also follow us over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for live streams and events and on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow us across social media, check that description box below for the appropriate links. Next week, we're going to be doing something a little fun. Uh, we are approaching a back to school season. Obviously, Ooh. yeah, it sucks for the for the kids. They got to go back to school. Obviously, I, know, I, I don't know want they, to go back to school. I don't, I'm not going back to school, but uh, they, uh, you know, they like having their summer vacations, three months of fun in the sun out there doing whatever they want to do. No bedtimes, usually hanging out with friends. But uh, that all comes to a conclusion within the next uh, two weeks. Some schools start going back as early as next week, but uh, majority of the schools go back the week after. But we're going to get this episode out of the way now. We're going to be doing an entire episode dedicated to back to school. And specifically, we're going to be doing school settings within video games. So we're going to have eight tracks apiece next week, as we usually do on our themed episodes. All of the tracks have to come from a game that heavily features a school setting as the main focus or main setting of the game or has to have a iconic or memorable level that was a school setting or features a cast of a school aged mm-hmm. adolescents, kids, teenagers, whatever. So so those are our three criteria for next week. Either a game that heavily features a school setting as the main, you know, overarching setting of the game, a game where a school is a iconic or memorable level, or a game that heavily features or stars a cast of characters that are of school age, whether it is high school, middle school, elementary school, or college, doesn't matter. Those are our three criteria to meet for next week. So don't you worry, guys, there will be something from the Bullworth Academy represented on that episode. I promise. That's bully, right? Of course. Yeah, I thought so. All right, though, taking us out of this episode once again, we have the Thunder Blight Ganon battle from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild composed by Yasuaki Iwata. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. <laughs>